Yeah. Welcome back to the Pistols Firing Podcast. We are live on Facebook, but if you're listening to this, you're obviously listening to the podcast form. We are back at it. It's a Thursday, uh, Thursday before the game week or for game day. Uh, Oklahoma State traveling to West Virginia. We're going to do a kind of a live mailbag here as we do on Thursdays. And um, I'm heading to Morgantown tomorrow, so it's going to be kind of a crazy weekend for me. Uh, Kyle, you ready for this game? I think I am. Am I? I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for, for Dana just just pounding Red Bulls and, uh, you know, the the uh, the Will – I still don't know how to say his last name. Greer? Greer. 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 The Will Greer-David Sills uh, connection. 15 touchdowns. That's more than – I think it was like 70 FBS teams, 80 maybe, uh, have in total – so I don't know, you know, I, I wrote about it on Thursday, but Rodarius Williams and AJ Green, who have been, I think, fantastic uh, for where we thought they would be up to this point, uh, they're going to be tested on Saturday against West Virginia. Yeah, I mean, Greer uh, leads the nation in passing touchdowns this year. So he's yeah. he's been awesome. I think Florida's quarterbacks have five touchdown passes this year where he transferred from, so they wish that they had not uh, gotten rid of Will Greer. <laughs> But he's been awesome. Is it? Is it? Kyle, I'm going to admit something that I shouldn't admit at all, but I'm going to admit it anyway. I didn't know David Sills was white until Solly said that on our podcast on <laughs> on Tuesday. I, I just I, I'd seen his numbers, I'd seen his stats. I hadn't, you know, I'm always working on Saturday. I don't get to just hang out and watch West Virginia play. So uh, I didn't know that. But he's he's been unbelievable, and it's easily e- easily one two in the Big Twelve between him and Washington. Yeah, they were the two guys, uh, I believe, that were on the um, the midseason All-American team. So uh, that's going to be interesting. I, I think Oklahoma State's defense is going to be tested. And I wrote about this uh, on Thursday, Carson. For the first time in a while, Oklahoma State's offense has something to prove, I feel like, on Saturday. You know, we, we, we always think it's a foregone conclusion. Even in the TCU game, if, if people actually watch that game, the offense didn't play that badly. They just turned the ball over. And against TCU, they played badly. And they got something to prove. And I'm interested to see how they respond. Because if you go back and look at the last two or three years, they've responded really well in games after uh, they haven't played very good. You look at Baylor last year, they responded by scoring 50 on Texas. Uh, you look at uh, – there was somebody else last year where they responded really well the next game. And – I don't know. I, I'm I'm going to be interested to see if they can respond in the same manner this week. Yeah, that's it. Sets up so well for that, doesn't it? It kind of reminds me of Tech this year, where they didn't play as well against TCU. Everyone kind of counts them out on the road. Um, I expect them to come out and and throw the ball like they did against. Remember that first drive against Texas Tech, where they just opened up, marched right down the field, threw the ball. I expect that as well. It's a great spot for OSU. You've mentioned it. They've they've tend to bounce back in these scenarios, but yeah, I have major major question marks as far as will they throw the football? Will they embrace who they are? It's going to rain most likely. Mason Rudolph's Not hands good. combined <clears throat> with Mike Gundy's sheer terror and seeing precipitation. <laughs> I am leaning towards picking West Virginia in this matchup, really? which we'll get to. Yeah, wow. I really am. Okay. West Virginia's pretty good. I mean, they're they're good at home. I mean, yeah. it's gonna be a really tough game for OSU. Yeah, no, it is for for sure. Um, 
Before we get to the mailbag questions, we need to toast somebody. Um, we, we didn't do this on Tuesday because uh, we had a guest on, but it's time for the Coop Ale Works Toast of the Week. Coop Ale Works, brewing great-tasting craft beer in Oklahoma City. Try the flagship F5 IPA, the Bold DNR Belgian Strong Ale, or the refreshing Horny Toad Blonde. If you're next watch party, tailgate, or get together with friends, enjoy a cold Coop Ale Works, and please remember to drink responsibly uh, again uh we're doing this live on facebook but this will be a podcast later on thus the ad reads uh, the live ad reads which are a little bit awkward but um we'll make it through who are you toasting this week carson i am going to toast i did darian daniels last podcast i basically toasted him even though it was a uniform review uh <laughs> so no um I think you're going to take Rodarius Williams. So is that who you is that who you're going to yeah. do? Okay, well, so I'll let, you, I'll let you have Rodarius. I'm going to do Calvin Bundage. Okay, I loved how they used him as just an, as an edge rusher to get pressure yeah. on the quarterback. Because they're let's face it, their defensive interior has been great and it's gotten some pressure more so than the defensive ends. I know Jordan Brailford's had a good year too, but mm-hmm. it seems as if that's a really good way for them to manufacture pressure on the quarterback is send Bundage on the edge because he can just fly around. And, Texas held him two or three times. They didn't call it. Uh, I'll toast him. I'll give him a, uh, a Saturday siren. Those are so good. The Saturday now, he, siren. He's he's the F five. He's like the definition of the F five. Okay, yeah, that's a, that's a good call. We'll go F five. What the way he F five his way through the Chris Warren on that one play that got <laughs> yeah. looped on Twitter. That was pretty impressive. And that I actually awesome. saw Sean. I actually saw Sean from uh, Coop at the Thunder game uh, last night. Oh, yeah. And uh, com- commended him on the uh, Saturday Siren since it's my favorite. Yeah. Um, what did he say? He he said it was going to be just a seasonal, but it's so popular that they're making it a year-round beer now. So that tells did, you how did, good it is. Did he say that he f- actually forgot they were advertising on pistols firing? Do what? Did he did he did he still remember that they were advertising on pistols firing? Oh yeah, he said the podcasts have been great. Yeah, oh he, good. He gave, he gave us uh, some props. So nice. That's awesome. Um, okay, I'm going to toast actually Rodarius and AJ Green. I don't think either one of them are old enough to drink yet, but um, both in their second year. Rodarius is a is a redshirt freshman. AJ Green's a sophomore. They've been fantastic, Carson. Four touchdown passes allowed all year. That's, I think, second or third in FBS. And, um, you know, I I think that coming into the year, we thought – you either thought Gundy's out of his mind starting uh, a true sophomore and a redshirt freshman at quarterback, or Gundy knows something that we don't in in starting these two young guys. And it's become clear that, you know, Gundy, I think, rightfully had a lot of confidence in those guys. And and they've – you know – you got to get through the whole season. You, you, you don't want you don't you don't want to crown them and then they go out and give give up ten passing touchdowns to West Virginia and OU. But up to this point, they've been awesome, and it really kind of crystallized for me against Texas last week. I thought they were really impressive. So uh, I'll toast a Vader, an elevator wheat to two guys that have been uh, have been moving up this year. They've been playing well. They've only given up four touchdowns, like you mentioned, but they haven't played any quarterbacks that can really test them. I mean, yeah, let's true. let's be honest. Uh, we all thought that going into the TCU game, and they, you know, I guess they gave up more ground yards than passing yardage, but they had a tough day against TCU, and they do they do tend to get flagged a lot. Kyle, the the Texas Tech game happened, and I know you you didn't like that call on AJ Green, but you know he got flagged again. So I, I'm interested to see how they could do against West Virginia and their their quarterback. He's been 
he's been awesome. So, well, but they've been yeah, good so I, far for sure. I mean, next three weeks you've got you've got Greer, you've got Baker, and then you've got uh, who's who is Jacob Part back or is he out? What's the? It's the Kyle Kempt guy that beat OU still playing. Well, he's playing pretty well the, too. You got the guy that beat OU, so uh, they'll they'll <laughs> certainly be tested. Um, you want to get into the questions real quick? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see here. New schedule is out with the new schedule for 2018. It looks, <laughs> this is pretty presumptive. It looks very possible. Like Oklahoma state could start seven and Oh, does this bode well for Gundy? I think it sets him up for a wrongly disappointed fan base is if he finishes nine and three after that start, Oklahoma state is not going to start seven and Oh next year. Are they, uh, who's going to be the quarterback? Exactly. So no, no, I, I don't think so. And, and uh, we kind of talked about this in the Slack chat, but it sets up a lot like 2012, doesn't it? Where you, mm-hmm. you lose all the stars on offense, you're kind of in a rebuild mode, uh, and you kind of you know have to find your way, f- figure out who your quarterback is first and foremost. So um, I, I do think the schedule is re- very soft to start, but seven and zero seems presumptuous. Yeah, big time. Um, they, although they don't have a tr- – they, they only play two games on the road before November, and one of them's at Kansas, which is – that's crazy. I mean, you get everything at home. So, I don't know. Maybe it's not crazy to say they're going to go 7-0, but I'd like to know who's going to be taking snaps behind center before uh, we go that far. Um, let's see here. Why do you suppose <laughs> – I feel like we get this question every week, but this is from Mark. Why do you suppose Gundy is putting Stoner on punt returns instead of Tyron? I'll, I'll let you take the stage for that. <laughs> It's like um, it's like a dad picking who he wants his his girlfriend to go to prom with. You know, you got the the bad boy, you got Tyron, <laughs> the, the guy that rolls up in the rolls up with the music blaring and kind of just kind the of Camaro. walk yeah walks in like he owns the place. Dad just doesn't get a good vibe on that at all. Versus the you know the the guy in the Letterman's jacket who's very polite. Yes, sir. No, sir. Does everything right. Respectful to the public. Respectful to the media. Yeah. Uh, so it's more of a trust thing, you know. He, it's it's he's basically, you know, Gundy just treats the punt return like a total disaster scenario, and who does he think can handle a disaster better? Basically, is what is what he thinks. I agree. Um, Wouldn't you put Tyron back there? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, why I not? Mean, yeah. I mean, they're not, I they're not even asking them to return anymore. They just ask them to well, fair catch. So it, it I'm can't not sure be it that they, it, it can't. I mean, they put him on kick returns. Well, I mean, I know there's, I know there's a difference, but it's not like he can't do it. Well, you can't fair catch a kick return. <laughs> I mean, you can if you're in the end zone, obviously. But Gun, Gundy, Gundy will probably petition the NCAA to to be able to do that. I mean, I guess you you can, but you don't want to do that inside your own ten, obviously. Oklahoma State might might try against OU. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what this is from Hunter Walker. What would the outcome have to be on Saturday for you both to feel somewhat confident about winning Bedlam, winning out, and winning the Big Twelve title game? I would need to see um, full aggression from the offense. <laughs> um, I would need to see if I would need to see them the running game get stopped and them adjust accordingly and succeed in order for me to believe they can win out and win the Big 12 title game because their offensive line wasn't great before the injuries. We can all admit that, and they're obviously banged up. So I would need to see 
that. And I don't even think I need to see like a Texas type defensive performance. I just need to see them make plays on third downs. Essentially, is all I really yeah. need to see. Um, I agree. What about you? Yeah, I. I mean, I've been on the they're going to play for the Big Twelve title train um, since they lost to TCU, even. But um, last week was was concerning. You know, that was the first time where I was like, ah, this this is not I'm going to stick with the pig because I made it, but I don't feel great about it. I, I would like to see that. I don't I, I think West Virginia is good, not great. So if you go out there and beat them by three touchdowns, I'd be like, OK, like I, I could see that I could see it happening. I mean, that's a, that'd be a great game on Saturday if they win by three touchdowns. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll say I'll say that. Uh, okay. Here's, here's a good one. Here's a fun hypothetical. You're the coach. What's your decision with three minutes or excuse me, you're down three with a minute left Oklahoma state ball on the West Virginia 25 and it's fourth and one. Do you go for it or do you attempt the field goal? I mean, this is, this happened in, uh, 2013 when Ben, Ben Grogan missed the field goal at West Virginia. Um, I think there was more time left, but what, what's your decision on that? I don't think there is a decision to make. I think you go for it. I mean, I, how can you possibly trust Matt Amendola to make that kick at that point? I get it in overtime against Texas. Like you have the ball first. Like you have, like you have to attempt the field goal, or else, you know, you don't get it. They, all they have to do is make a chip shot, essentially, to beat you. So I, I agree that you know, people are going to be like, well, they kicked it and won against Texas. Well, it was overtime, different scenario. I'm putting the ball in my best player's hands. I'm not putting it on Matt Amendola's foot. I'm going for it. It's like the Tech game didn't happen, and Gunny just assumes he'll make the, these kicks. He, what has he shown in order for you to give him any – put the game in his in his hands? It just makes no sense. I'm going G- for it. Gundy said he almost went for it on fourth and two at Texas too. I mean, that which would have been not crazy. I mean, I, I understand why he would have, but – it would have been far uh, more liberal than than this scenario, you know. Like that's well, and you, make Ellinger go ninety five yards, ninety eight yards, too. Like there there is there is somewhat of a reward even if you don't get it because you flip the field, which they had been getting the the field flipped on them the whole game through that punter from Texas. No, no, no. I'm talking about in overtime. He thought about going for it. Oh, he thought about going for that. Yeah. Well, I mean, would you blame him after? No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah like of course not. So I'm no, I'm going for it. What about you? Um, yeah, I'm going for it. I mean, you know, I, this this is Rudolph's season, right? Like this is his senior year. This is it. G- give him the ball when it counts. You know, don't. Don't go down with your best guy on the sideline. Your best two guys, your best five guys. You know, however many of their best guys are on offense, uh, go down with the way you got there. Um, and, it, and it goes back to what we talked about earlier in the week. Go, go. To, if you're going to lose, go down the way. You know, be who you are. Um, which one of the questions was, why does Oklahoma State refuse to use motion? It makes the defense adjust, and about the only motion Oklahoma State uses is when they do the jet sweep. Um, what, you know, do you think we'll see more? That's a great, that's a great question. That's a great question. I haven't even really noticed that, but him, just you reading the question, they don't run any motion at all. 
Like zero. That's that's weird. I don't get it either. <laughs> I, I think the bigger question is, do you think that Mike Yurcich is going to – how much do you think he's going to change what they do on offense based on the Texas game? Uh, a lot. I mean, I think you saw – you know, they changed a lot from the TCU game to the Texas Tech game, did they not? It looked like almost every adjustment we wanted during the TCU game, they ran on the first series against Tech. Mm-hmm. So uh, it goes back to the, you know, we think Yersich is, the, the narrative on him is he's a good game-by-game adjustment guy, but maybe not mid-game, in the game. So I think they'll adjust fine. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, all the variables. Gundy's going to have to weigh with the rain, the wind, and whether they can gain a yard running the ball. Um, I, I mean, it's going to, it's going to just pour now. I can just feel it. <laughs> I can feel the, or what about snow? Have we ever seen snow Mason? Justice, justice Hill is going to get 63 carries on Saturday. <laughs> I'm looking up the weather report right now for uh Morgantown. D- well, we got th- like two or three questions like this. It looks like rain is almost a certainty in Morgantown. Does this pretty much guarantee another conservative game plan? I hope not, but unfortunately, I think it would. That's from BA. Um, yeah, I think it might. But I mean, they're not Gundy and Yursich are not dumb. Like they know that they've got to score thirty-five or forty to beat West Virginia. So I, I, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to expect. I, I feel like, I feel like for the last three years, Carson, I've known what to expect going into these games. And I have no idea. Like, Oklahoma State could lose 48 oh to 10 on Saturday. And oh I'd be boy. like, is, this, is it going to snow? 90% chance of rain. <laughs> Low of 36 degrees, uh, high of 60. So at 11 a.m., let's go hourly here. Let's go pure hourly here. Let's see. Oh, man. This is, it's, this is Gundy's worst nightmare. I don't I don't have Saturday's hourly yet, but it's gonna rain and Gundy's gonna run justice seventy five times. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna take Chuba's red shirt off. They're gonna they're gonna run it on every play. It's gonna they're gonna run the single they're gonna run the single wing with L D Brown, Chuba, and Justice Hill. It's gonna be unreal. <laughs> um this is a good question. Um where is it? I lost it. David Sills has as many receiving touchdowns as Washington, McCluskey, and Aitman have combined. Why won't Oklahoma State throw it to these guys more in the in the end zone? They would always throw it to Dez, Blackman, and, and Rashawn Woods. I think that's a good question. Yeah, it's, it does seem – they seem content to just run the ball when they get inside the 10, doesn't it? Yeah. I know I know the, the end zone shrinks the field when you're in the red zone like that, but just – those are one-on-one scenarios where you have the better player and just, it seems like they could exploit those a lot better. I know they tried to go to eight men in the back of the end zone against Texas, but, uh, but if you're on the three, throw it to eight men four times, he's going to catch one of them. You know, they, <laughs> just, they, just throw it the back shoulder or fade four times. I think people would be complain about that too. Yeah, probably so. But again, like y- y- they clearly showed that they weren't able to gain two or three yards against a Texas defense that was backed up against the end zone. So it's like, just, just figure it out down there and be who you are. Like we talked about who they are is Aitman, 
Washington, McCleskey. And when that opens the field up, then justice. Now, again, offensive linemen being out doesn't allow you to do all those things, but I don't know. It just, I, I, I think that they need to uh, utilize their all Americans at wide receiver more. How about put Aitman and Washington together post with uh, Washington kind of fade slash out with Aitman. I mean, simple or a slant with Washington corner route with eight. I mean, what, how are you stopping that? One of those guys get... going to be open. One of those guys going to catch it. <laughs> Don't make me a... bring out my Xbox <clears throat> controller right now and just diagram plays for your We need to get Adam want to, to uh, hit up your <laughs> on Twitter again. Yeah. Send him some route trees. Um, with rain th- we had a lot of rain questions, Carson with rain in the forecast and Oklahoma state apparently thinking they're Bama running the ball over under, <laughs> Over under on uh, of thirty on how many times they run it in Morgantown. Oh, way over thirty. That's the number. I think he, I think he meant in the first half. Oh, okay. <laughs> now I'll he go didn't, under in he, the first half. He but, didn't, but he should have. You know, we're getting varying weather reports, uh, but I, I got ninety percent rain, so I, I think it's going to. Uh, I mean, West Virginia is going to run the same thing Texas and TCU have run, right? Where they're going to put three men. So I think you got to go over on all the predictions on care on run, on running the ball, because I just think that's what OSU wants to do when the numbers tell them that I'm, I'm dubious. They're going to open it up and throw the, throw the short routes that you and I want, you know, the, the swing passes that I mentioned from the 2011 game were right there for the taking. They ran it like twice worked both times. Uh, I'm interested to see if they adjust. That's the biggest question for sure. But I, I'm going over. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna run it all day. Uh, and they pr- might have success. I mean, West Virginia's defense is not as good as Texas's. They gave up how many rushing yards uh, last week? Someone posted that in the Slack. I can't remember. It was but... uh, they gave up like 370 to Kansas. Yeah, that's horrible. So maybe <laughs> you know maybe Justice Hill will have 300 yards rushing, and and Mike Gundy will just. Get, flip us the bird on the sideline, you know? Justice is going to rush it 73 times for like 800 yards. <laughs> He's going to go full Barry. Uh, okay, we got, uh, let's see here. We don't, oh, we Chance, don't... Chance asked a good question here on the uh, Facebook. What was your thoughts on West Virginia hanging the shirtless Gundy picture up in the locker room? That was our picture, by the way. That was Jackson Laverne I took that picture. Um, That's I don't pretty underst- amazing. I don't understand why they did it. Uh, just, I don't think it was like a bulletin board material. It was just like, a, this is who we're playing this week. This guy thinks he's really funny and cool. Let's, let's kick his butt. Yeah, I guess so. It was more of that. I, I like it. I mean, I, I, think, it's, I think it's fine. Mr. Or it was like, hey, this is, what, this is what a 50-year-old man looks like. What are you, how much weight are you lifting today? Get on his level. <laughs> yeah, that 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 might be what it was actually about. Um, What's Mrs. Okay, Pistols think, doing over there? Well, she was she was trying to come in the shed, but she ejected. Uh, let's see here. We don't we don't have an offensive lineman report, do we? On the injuries, Gundy said they were they were trying to get Keys and um, and Jenkins back, but no no word on that. No, and that'll be kind of a game time decision. But I did think it was interesting. Gundy mentioned after the Texas game that they thought Lundblad would be a six week injury at first. I don't. I don't. And really then now think he any... thinks. 
And I think it might be less. I don't. I I don't feel like I can trust Gundy with injuries. I feel like he's well, you like can't, you can't. But it's something he said that I thought was interesting. Yeah, yeah I agree. I mean, um, he was kind of in full. You know, he was in full comedy relief mode. So who knows what he was saying? But yeah, I think that's it. Oh, last one. Uh, oh no, I'm not gonna ask that one. Um, that's all I see. You got anything else? I'm ready for uni picks. Yeah, let's do uni picks. Let's get to this week's uniform preview. Brought to you by Chris's University Spirit, your one-stop cowboy shop on Campus Corner. And be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Uh, okay, Carson, you're up. I'm going to give you one that I, I want to see, and then I'll give you my actual prediction. Uh, every, every time I see an old picture of Patriot Pete, I like that helmet more and more with bow-legged Pete on the side. Uh, I'd love to see that helmet, white jersey, and orange pants. I think that would look kind of cool. I don't know if the black numbers would make it look as good, but uh, I think that would be kind of a fun combo. But I'm picking white, white, black till they wear it. I'm going the same prediction as last week. I see white Pete, white jersey, black pants. Uh, well, it's going to be a boring week because I'm also going the same prediction as last week, which was – uh, white badge helmet, white jersey, black pants. I, I think that um, we saw it at TCU last year. I don't think they go the whole year without wearing some variation of what we're picking. Um, yep. and they've, they've only got a couple road games left. So, um, yeah, I'm running it back as well. Are they saving black, white, orange for that trip to Ames? Uh, I don't don't tempt fate like that. Don't, I guess they, they already wore it against South Alabama, and they won Bedlam in it, so the, the stink is off. Yeah, but if if they're what would they be uh, eight and one going there? Don't mess with it. I mean, you at, at that point if you're eight and one, you've got legit playoff uh, hopes on the line. I don't need that. What's your safe combo? Uh, at Iowa State. All yeah. white. Just all white. Yeah. They might go Even, all white on Saturday. Yeah. they probably. That's probably the safer pick, actually. But I'll stick with what my original pick was. Yeah. Um, okay. We're going to hear one more time from our sponsor, Chris's University Spirit. And then we will come back and give our picks for the weekend. Chris's University Spirit on Campus Corner in Stillwater, Oklahoma, is proud to be your one-stop cowboy shop since 1986 and proud sponsor of this podcast, Pistols Firing. They specialize in custom-printed Oklahoma State apparel and merchandise and pride themselves on their excellent customer service. They also offer a full line of custom Greek apparel and can even outfit your Little League team head-to-toe. They're located at the corner of 3rd and Knobloch on Historic Campus Corner. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Shop Stilly, shop Chris's University Spirit. Okay, Carson, you're up first. You're taking West Virginia. Is that is that the uh, the rumor that I hear? I'm picking West Virginia, 35-31. Uh, I mean, what in what uh, what reason do you have to pick OSU after what you saw? Really, since conference play, they haven't looked as good on offense. I know they annihilated Baylor, but this is a far different scenario than playing at home against Baylor on homecoming. This is on the road in Morgantown, a place they have not played well every time they've been there. Have they played well in Morgantown once? 
and they, I know they won in overtime, but they haven't played well as a whole since every won- every single time. Have they only been there twice? Is that true? Um, I- they lost there with Walsh, the Grogan game that you mentioned. They lo- they won there in double overtime. So yeah, I think this is just the third time they've been there. Yeah, because they at a they played twelve at home because Gilbert returned the kick. That's when they wore the grays. Yeah, because they played them at home back to back years. Remember that funky Big Twelve scheduling where they had OU at home two years in a row. But I thought they. I don't think they. I think they did that because West Virginia and TCU came into the league and they had to reset it. So I don't think they played West Virginia two years in a row at home. I thought they went twelve, fourteen, sixteen at home, and then thirteen, fifteen, seventeen at West Virginia. Yeah, that's right. But the two times they've been there, they haven't played well. Um, their offense can give OSU's defense a lot of a lot of problems, way more than they experienced against Texas. Yeah. And this this is for me, this is a prove it game. I mean, their season's mm-hmm. online right here. I mean, for every game from here on out. And it's not that I'm just so down on OSU too. I, I have a lot of respect for West Virginia's quarterback and their offense and, and Dana Holgerson. And I know they haven't looked like world beaters so far this season, but. Um, I don't know. I just got a bad feeling about this game, so I'm picking West Virginia. Yeah, I mean, in the rain, on the road, coming off of a 13-point performance against a not-great Texas team, I don't know. There's not a ton of reason to be confident, but if you look at the I – think, I think this particular team over the course of the last two years has earned at least a little bit of capital to spend, you know, of like, yeah, we sucked at Texas, but – we've also had every game we've scored over 30 points other than Texas this year. So I'm with you. Like, I don't, I don't totally know what I'm getting on Saturday, but I'm going to trust what I've seen the majority of the time and not just last week. And I'll say Oklahoma state wins 37, 28. I don't hate that pick. And I can, I can fully see a scenario where OSU comes out guns blazing, throwing it all over the field and they're up 17, nothing. And I'm getting tweets from people that listen to this podcast, but I I got I got to see it to believe it, Kyle. Yeah, I mean they were fair. they were on their they were on their way to doing that against Tech too until Mason threw that pick six. They were about they were ready to blow the doors off Tech. So yeah. can they avo- can they avoid that? Because I do expect them to get off to a fast start. I'll say that. Doesn't doesn't, doesn't this game tell us a lot about just um, not only their mental makeup but but coaching as well? Oklahoma State's better than West Virginia. In the in the yeah. same in the same way that they were better than Tech, and and to me it's about what's your game plan, what what's your, what's your plan for beating them, you know? Um, this is this is a this is a okay OSU. You know, you got all this hype in the in the season. We'll yeah. give you a reprieve. On, we'll give you a reprieve on TCU. They played keep away from your offense. Defense couldn't get a stop on third down. Okay. You think you're big time? You think you want to win the Big Twelve? You think you even have a remote chance of making the playoff? Go go beat. West Virginia by two touchdowns, and yeah. then we'll talk. It's a it's a prove it to me game for sure. I agree. Should be fun. You're heading up there tomorrow, Friday. Tomorrow, mo- tomorrow morning. Awesome. Uh, I'll bring back you some uh, moonshine. <laughs> Does Coop make make moonshine? I don't think so. We can we can uh, we can, Do you crack moonshine open? Do you twist it open? I don't you know. Twist what... it. It's in like a jar, I believe. I've never had any, but yeah, that's we'll, what I assume. That, we'll, that's how I envision it. We'll twist some open this December after the season's over. Um, you come. Enjoy it. Be safe. I will see you next week at Bedlam, but we will talk. Uh, we'll have a couple uh, podcasts uh, next week. We've got a special basketball-related guest, 
and we'll do a ton of Bedlam stuff. But uh, hopefully, are, are you able to do the uh, post game on Saturday or no? Uh, I should. I should have some okay. free time. Okay. Well, we'll try it's to do already, that. It's almost already Bedlam week. Can I know. you believe that? I know. It's crazy. Hopefully, both teams win this weekend so we get a, a uh, one loss on each side Bedlam. It'll be a lot of fun. For sure. So We will uh, talk to you then, man. Okay, Carson. Talk to you later, buddy. Yep. See ya.